Welcome back to the Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. It's Friday. It's October 20th. Follow along with us online as always, KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. One of my favorite segments on a Friday, and that's popping on out to the KDOS hotline. Brian Blewis, Pro Football Network, PFNBetting.com to talk all things NFL props. Brian, Bob and Kayla, how are you today? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing good. Looking forward to the conversation and some fun ahead for the weekend. Uh, Joshua Dobbs, he will be the Cardinals quarterback for at least one more week. He got some late game yardage to hit his over last week. The Seahawks are coming off a game with some disappointing production in the red zone. The Cardinals have had trouble in the secondary and historically trying to cover Tyler Lockett. He has had great games against the Cardinals. So what do we think here about Lockett yards, Geno Smith yards? Uh, Also, does the ground game finally get going for Seattle in this one? Yeah, I'm pretty high on the Seahawks offense in this one. Like you mentioned, they had a pretty dreadful performance last week against the Bengals. They had two turnovers on downs inside the 10-yard line, an interception in the red zone, and settling for a field goal inside the 10-yard line. So by going against a much worse Cardinals defense that really struggles to defend the pass and get after the passer, I think that Gino will have a much better day. And as a result, Tyler Lockett should definitely be a beneficiary. So wouldn't mind taking overs on those guys' props or even DK Metcalf and Considering I think that the Seahawks should have went handily in this one, I wouldn't mind Dobbs' overs, too, with the potential uh, garbage time. The Bills' uh, offense was bad against the Giants. Uh, Josh Allen, I know he's had maybe some injury concerns here, but with the exception of that one really bad weather game against the against the Patriots, the last couple of years, Allen has just lit up the Patriots. So any Bills passing game props that uh, we might want to look at here? Yeah, if you want to look at some Bills player props, why don't, instead of Stephon Diggs, why, it, I think you should want to target one of their other pass catchers because we see Bill Belichick, as bad as the pages have been, they've still done a good job of shutting down your primary weapon this season. We all know Belichick historically, his game plan is to take away your best weapon and make you beat their, the Patriots defense in other ways. So rather than looking at Stephon Diggs' props, I mean, his yardage is really high at 90 to half. Why not a guy like Gabriel Davis being the beneficiary here at a 35 and a half? Stealing my notes here. Uh, Brian Blue is Pro Football Network, pfnbetting.com right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra point. The Lions, they're on the road facing the Ravens. Amon Ross St. Brown is back and looked great last week. Is 72 and a half yards too many for him? Does a pivot to Josh Reynolds make some sense here? And conversely, we haven't really seen the ground game get going for the Ravens. It's going to be a tough defensive front with the Lions. So will it fall all on Lamar Jackson to create the run game? His yardage prop, 55 and a half yards. Yeah, we'll start with Amon Ross St. Brown. He's gone over 70 yards in pretty much in all but one game this season. Well, over 71. Sorry, um, over 70, over 70 and a half yards in all but one game this season. And that one game that he did it, it was a pretty much a blowout win over the Packers. And they're good, they're road underdogs in this one against a really good Ravens team, which should be the best game of the day for the uh, Sunday night football game. So I wouldn't mind a flyer on Monroe St. Brown here as he's one of the best players in the NFL. Even though the Ravens have really good secondaries, he should be pretty much matchup proof and should be able to dominate the target share in this one going when they're playing from behind potentially. And with Gus Edwards, that's actually one of my uh, colleagues, uh, Jason Katz, he really likes his under this week because 
that Lions run defense is really good and one of the best in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I do see that if they get anything going on the ground, it'll have to be with Lamar Jackson's scramble. So I wouldn't mind a flyer if you're looking for a rushing over for him, even though it's pretty high at 55 and a half. Matthew Stafford and his receivers. The, the Rams' top two running backs are out. Uh, so any Rams passing game props uh, get your attention against the Steelers, who have given up some passing yards. Yeah, if there's any way to always beat the Steelers historically, it's pretty much always been through the air. They're always a team that's built around their front seven and stopping the run. I was on Stafford over last week against uh, your guys as Cardinals, and unfortunately didn't work out. They're really exploiting. Uh, they really just got. They really just dominated the ground game in the second half, but. You, when you're betting player props, you're betting in general. You want to, you don't want to be too fixated on last week. You want to continue your same process. And like you said, they're not they're missing Tyron Williams, who was really official on the ground this year. They have a bunch of back and running backs in this place in the committee. Who it's a very uninspiring group to say the least. So I can't imagine that McVay is going to be really run heavy in this one. They're eleventh in passing over expectations so far this season. And even though the Steelers have been a pretty bad team this year. The short spread indicates this could be a close game, so I wouldn't mind uh, Stafford's props in this one. One more on this game here. Uh, you know, the the Steelers had a week with a bye, and they have to do something offensively to kind of ignite themselves here. So do we think that there's going to be any changes, and would possibly one of those changes be looking at the over for Jalen Warren uh, getting some more touches? Yeah, you, you're scaring me for a second when you're talking about the Steelers' offense bouncing back and maybe improving to say that but then you went with Jalen Warren who if there's any viewers player on offense I'd like to invest in right now it would be him because he's starting to creep up into Najee Harris's usage a little bit he's been far more efficient at the same time the Steelers offense offensive coordinator is a very untrustworthy group but if there's anybody that could emerge out of their bye week and could have a big game maybe it could be Jalen Warren but you have me scared for a second that you want to attack Penny Pickett props or anything like that, which I have no interest in. No, 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 no. We'll stay away from that. Yeah, okay, I, we're on the same page. I don't blame either of you for that. Absolutely. It's nope. uh, something that uh, Kenny Pickett in general just scares me at this point. All right, Browns when running the, back. When, Dur- fan base, when the fan base is chanting to fire the offense coordinator at non-Steelers games in Pittsburgh, that's you know things are going horribly wrong. <laughs> That's a good point. Was it a Penguins game or something, right? Does that happen? Yeah, I think so. so. I think so. Okay. Uh, uh, Browns running back Jerome Ford. Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson might be back this week. Uh, we'll find out about that maybe later today. But uh, Ford, maybe some over rushing props or scoring a touchdown against the Colts defense. And that Colts defense is going to be without Grover Stewart, who's been suspended for the next six games. He's a really good run defender, so I think Ford might be somebody to attack here. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that play at all, too. A lot of people were high on Ford's unders last week just because of the matchup, potential game script, and that his usage was trending downward in recent weeks. But he had a pretty good game on the ground, 17 carries for 84 yards, nearly five yards to carry, and Game script in this one should be in the Browns' favor. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not big, usually a big fan of buying high on teams coming off a big win like they did last week. But like, but this Colts team going against Gardner Minshew, I don't really think it should be an issue for this Browns team considering how good their defense is. And as a result, I think they'll be playing with the lead late in this one. And uh, wouldn't mind uh, Jerome Ford's overs at all here. 
Uh, sticking with that game here, flipping it to the Colts side of things, if we think game theory is going to play out where the Colts might be behind, in general, just how uh, stout this Browns defense has been, do we look at some unders for Jonathan Taylor? Maybe, honestly. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad idea because he's still sort of coming back from missing the first few games of the season, and Zach Moss looked really, looked really good in his absence, and this Browns defense, I mean, even if Gamestrip was in their favor, like, say, for example, the Browns have a few turnovers and the Colts capitalize on them, there's still a very low chance that Taylor has a really big day on the ground. And so I would definitely, regardless of game script, I wouldn't mind taking the under of 45 and a half here. Okay, there's six buys this week. Uh, I've had a much different, more, much more difficult time coming up with questions in this segment for this week uh, because of the buys. What's your approach with all these teams on buys? Does that alter how you go about things? Not too much. If anything, it just alters my thinking for the following week. So I'll give you one example. Is the Packers are coming out of a buy. And so you would think that, oh, maybe Aaron Jones would be more healthy after he missed the last couple games. And who is he playing against this week? Oh, the Denver Broncos, who are by far the worst run defense in the NFL. So it doesn't really affect my thinking for the present. It really just makes me a little bit – it's really about just guys getting healthier and then hoping they'll have more usage the next week, a little fresh come off the bye, and that their overs could be in play. Brian Blue is Pro Football Network, pfnbetting.com here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Well, let's stick with that. Uh, I had actually highlighted that same thought process here. Aaron Jones is supposed to be back. The Broncos struggled against the run. We saw a little bit better showing against the run on Thursday night football against the Chiefs. I'm not buying it, though. So do we take a chance with Aaron Jones? It's 48 and a half yards for him. Yeah, I agree with you that I'm not really going to buy their performance last Thursday against the Chiefs. I almost throw Thursday night football games out the window just because it's a lot flukier when these teams only have three days to prepare versus when they have basically entire weeks to prepare. So you almost have to throw a lot of it out the window. So I, the only thing that scares me here in backing Aaron Jones and taking his overs is that kind of contradicts what I just said with the bye week, but how high is his usage going to be this week? That's really the only thing that could affect him not going over this over. It's kind of crazy how his total is only 10 yards higher than A.J. Dillon when A.J. Dillon has been one of the least efficient running backs in football this season. If Aaron Jones is anywhere close to full strength, then he should be able to dominate the carries uh, in this one because he's just so much better of a player than A.J. Dillon. Monday night, San Francisco uh, goes against Minnesota at Minnesota. No Jeff- Justin Jefferson, obviously. Shaky Minnesota offensive line. Uh, stout defense from San Francisco. Kirk Cousins has had some really high passing totals so far this year. Are the uh, you know the numbers still high enough in the prop market to bet under Kirk Cousins? Yeah, this is what I'm really torn about because we don't know the status of three of the best players on the 49ers and Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and Tron Williams. It seems likely that at least one or two of them will play. It seems like McCaffrey will play. It's more just like a pain tolerance. It seems like Trent Williams should play because he did return last week, but before having real clarity about them, I'm not totally sure about the game script here because if they're missing McCaffrey, at least one McCaffrey or Trent Williams, then I'm really not sure that the 49ers were able to win this one-handedly. I mean, we've seen Brock Purdy struggle without his top weapons or even last week, but granted, the Browns defense is far, far better than this like. 
Uh, did we see enough from Saquon Barkley last week to think he's back? To me, it would kind of more or less seemed like one or two big runs and then a lot of uh, around the line of scrimmage for Saquon Barkley. And conversely here, uh, they're facing the commanders and the commanders with Terry McLaurin. Uh, we know that the Giants like to keep their guys uh, on isolation. And so a lot of one-on-one matchups here. So can Terry McLaurin hit the over uh, this week? Yeah, going back to uh, Saquon, it's kind of crazy how many injuries the Giants have had on the offensive line, and it's only getting worse. So it really doesn't make me feel comfortable taking his overs here coming off of last week. But in terms of with uh, Terry McLaurin, I'm a, the only thing that holds me back is the Giants rookie Deontay Banks has basically been like their one positive from the season. He's been really good as a corner, been locking down a lot of wide receiver ones, like even Stephon Davis saw last week. So. If I have any pause here taking the over for Terry McLaurin, it'll be because of that match of Deontay Banks. Okay, last up for me, Brian already you know mentioned that I'm you know a little low on the, the question volume this week, so they're, they're, the the yeah, Ravens well, and the Ravens. Yeah, that's that's part of the deal, and uh, maybe I'm just you know I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed a lot of the times too. That's part of the problem too. But uh, Lions and Ravens, that's a game I'm looking forward to watching. So. Just watching, uh, is there maybe like a little pizza bet that I should throw in in that game for the prop market uh, side of things? For the prop market in this one, the, I would maybe look at like a Jared Goff over for attempts. Right now, let's see if they have a line yeah. for that track. Right up. They don't have it up right now, but I'll keep an eye on the passing usage for the lines in this one because they're going to be without David Montgomery. And I'm just not sure how efficient they'll be on the ground without him. And I'm high on the Ravens in this one. I like the matchup for them at home. I think they're getting much better on both sides of the ball, and they have a lot of untapped potential on offense. And as good as the Lions have been, and not just this season, dating back to the second half of last season, I believe they're 13-3 over their last 16 games, which is more than big enough sample size to really buy into them as a legitimate team. I kind of see this one as a tough spot for them on the road against a really good team. They had a nice road win last week in Tampa, but the difference between the Tampa team and the Ravens is night and day. And so I think game script will be working in uh, favor here if they're adopted over. Uh, the Falcons are a team that just befuddle me. They're going up against the Buccaneers here to, at least for me, looking at this, that when it's a defensive front that doesn't get a ton of pressure, Baker Mayfield has had success. When it's a defensive front that can get pressure on him, uh, he has struggled here. So what do we do with this Falcons team uh, with the usage of Bijan Robinson? And then conversely here with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin getting some yards, do we maybe look at an underplay for them? I haven't really, I don't, I don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other with Godwin and Evans, but one of my favorite player props of the week is actually the under for Bijan Robinson. You kind of mentioned the lack of usage. Over the last two games, Algier has had more carries than Bijan Robinson, which is pretty nuts when you think about how Bijan has been averaging almost two more yards per carry this season, and they use a top 10 pick on him in the draft. And they're going at the Buccaneers defense, one of the best teams against the NFL, in the NFL at stopping their run. They're holding their opponent to just 3.8 yards per carry. And while it's a short spread divisional game, the Falcons are the road team here and have struggled mightily at the road this season, especially at quarterback of Desmond Ritter. That I think I like the Buccaneers to win this one. And as a result, I think that Bijan's usage won't totally be there. He's not going to have an explosive run and really catapult him over the 54 and a half. 
Sunday night football with the Dolphins and the Eagles here. Uh, at some point, like the Eagles have to run the football. They seems like they got away from that there in their previous game against the Jets. So do we look at DeAndre Swift being able to take advantage of that? But 62 and a half maybe causes some pause there. We have had similar talks about A.J. Brown and his effectiveness here before, but now his number's sitting at 82 and a half yards. Is that getting a little higher? or do we still ride A.J. Brown? Yeah, with DeAndre Swift, I really like him to have a big workload this week. I think the Eagles got a little carried away last week with the fact that both Sauce Gardner and um, DJV were out for the Jets, so they were extremely pass-happy in that game, and they were pretty much getting stopped on the run with, with, when they are getting the ball to Swift. The one factor there was that they were missing Lane Johnson, who once he left the game, their offense just fell completely flat. I don't think they scored, they scored zero points in the second half even, but he's going to be back for this one. This Dolphins defense is far, far worse than that Jets defense. And we've seen the Eagles in their five wins this year that once they have a lead, they do an extremely good job of leading the clock late in games, sustaining really long drives because they're so efficient at running the football behind the best offensive line in the NFL. So I really like DeAndre Swift to have a big workload in this one. My favorite prop for him for that Sunday night game is over 13.5 carries at a minus 120. So Definitely agree with you there that he should have more of a workload this week. In terms of A.J. Brown, I gave out uh, bad advice last week to take Devontae Smith because of the squeaky wheel theory that uh, he was a little upset the week before about the lack of targets. But he came out last week and had his worst game of the season. He dropped a really easy pass that could have gone for 30 yards. And if he caught that ball, they probably win the game because I've set him up to score on that drive. But A.J. Brown's been so dominant the last few weeks, four games in a row, that at least 125 receiving guards, and just that he's been dominating target share this year, and this new offense coordinator has made it more a priority to get A.J. Brown involved than the previous year, that especially in this, in this matchup against this Dolphins defense, I just don't really see a world where I want to take the under for A.J. Brown. If anything, it would be a pass. Brian, before we let you go, is there anything that we haven't touched on that is catching your eye for Sunday slate of games? The only thing to keep an eye on of these player props is that Unders are hitting at a historically low rate this season for game totals. They haven't been doing this well in over 30 years. So I don't know if that means that they're going to be a lot more high scoring this week or this continue to be a trend because these teams especially have really struggled in the red zone this year. And if you look at the totals for this week, there are a bunch of games that are have totals under 40 points. So there's not a direct correlation. I should attack player props, but something you should keep in mind with scoring being so low this season. Brian, as always, we greatly appreciate your time and expertise, and we look forward to doing it again next week. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Once again, he is Brian Blewis, Pro Football Network. Follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com.